Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, tonight, my guest happens to be a former world champion. He is a natural born Hall of Famer. I give you Snide Vandell. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. How y'all doing? I'm doing good, man. Um, appreciate to have you on here. Yeah, it's a big pleasure and a big honor for me to be on this broadcast. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 you're, you're one of like the first legends to be on this podcast, man. <clears throat> May I say, I do feel very special. <laughs> well, let's get down to business, get bad, and let's get down to the questions. All right. So my first question is, how is your day today? Well, judging the fact how my day went today, it's going all right. It's all cool, fine, cool and dandy, you know. Um, but minus the fact that um, I was tested positive for COVID-19. And um, I'm actually in quarantine in a hotel. And I'm here for another week because I just stood my first week in here. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, man. And how's it affecting you physically? Well, physically, it's not affecting me at all. Because uh, for what they told me after they looked up my results, I did come out positive, but I show no symptoms. With that being said, I'm actually an asymptomatic. Hmm. Oh. Okay, so do you think that, like, do you, um, you've been wrestling for a long time. You've been wrestling a long time in DC, um, was it BCW or DCW? Uh, no, you gotta confuse them. I've been oh. wrestling um, with um, BWF. I've also wrestled with um, WWE, and I've also wrestled in LCW, and I also wrestled in um, NGW. Oh, okay. Now, as long as you've been wrestling. Is there guys that you see this? Now, I know that a week ago you lost the world title to Nathan Angel. Right. After the fact that you got beat by the young, that you got attacked by the young bullets. Right. Now, do, can we see Snipe Vandell back in WRX ever again? Or is this the end of Snipe Vandell? Or will we see a different would we see a different character? Well, the way I look at this right now is that um, Snipe Vandell is indeed on vacation. Like I said, quarantined inside a hotel for two weeks. This is the time for Snipe Vandell to recuperate and to elaborate everything that has happened with... <laughs> After losing the world title, this is his time to actually rethink and recap his next strategy, even if he ever gets into the world title picture ever again. Now, I know next week, or should I say this Sunday, 
Um, Nathan is defending his world title against, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's defending it against Scott Murdoch. Now, if I'm not mistaken, these guys have faced each other for the world title before. And Scott Murdoch beat him. Actually, no, it was Nathan Angel beat Scott Murdoch to win the world title. Now, what if it was the fact is that that Scott Murdoch wins the world title? And it happens to be Young Bullet versus Young Bullet, which is Demented versus Scott Murdoch. I mean, what is your take on it? Well, my take on this is that um, if Nathan Angels does manage to defeat Scott Murdoch again, because there's always a saying that goes, the thunder always strikes twice. If he beat him the first time, there might be a possibility, I mean, that he might retain his title by the next or the Thunder won't strike twice and Scott Murdoch becomes the new world champ and he'll have to fight a member of his young bu- of Flick, known as one of the members of the Young Bullets. So my take on it is that um, pretty much I think Nate might retain the title for the super fat this is that he actually knows how Scott Murdoch wrestles and he knows his ins and outs. So if anything... He might have an advantage, but at the same time, he might have a disadvantage because you gotta look at it this way. It's psychology. Scott Murdoch is a lot bigger than Nathan Angels. He's a lot heavier. So, chances are, he's gonna pretty much dominate him at first. But, what are the chances of him recalibrating and using his speed as an advantage? Mm. Now... That's not the only match that's happening. I know we just found out we got a new television champion by the name of Mark Maverick. Mm. Now, you gotta you gotta give the guy points where credit is due. I mean, Maverick did take out all the young bullets by himself. And he beat Jeremy by himself. Now, mind you, next week, it's a fatal four-way to determine a number one contender to face Mark Maverick for the television title. Now, look who you got in that match. You got Vincent Cage. You got Tristan Taylor. You got Jeremy. And they're supposed to be a mystery opponent to, to be that fourth person. Now, a lot of people are saying it could possibly be Jeremiah Creed. It could possibly be Lee Jackson. It could possibly be a lot of different people. The question is, now, we did know that Vincent Cage did face for the world title and was unsuccessful. Now, what if Vincent Cage goes into the Fatal 4-Way, he, he beats, you know, every one of those people in that match, goes on to the, to the number one contender and faces Mark Maverick and then beats Maverick, he could potentially be the first ever television champion. Mm. 
Well, there are possibilities, but like I said, you got three other competitors inside the ring. It's not only just Vincent Cage, it's also Tristan Taylor and Jeremiah Creed. Plus the plus the um television champion himself that's defending the title in there. With with if I'm you guys, I will keep an eye on Jeremiah Creed and Christian Taylor. Just for the simple fact this is that one, they both have the high speed advantage and the high flying advantage. And two, Mark Maverick is a heavy dude. So if anything, y'all try to work with Maverick and try to take him down because you know what they say, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's true, but you also got to look at it. You see, Vincent Cage, yeah, you got to understand this. Yeah, he's a shit talker. People may even call him a spot monkey. Most people may call him a, maybe the most baddest guy on the planet. But the thing about it is, you got to look at it. The last time they put him in a fatal four-way match, he literally won the United States Championship. And it happened to be the guy who is the world champion right now. So, you got to understand is you got to give Vincent Cage the, the ultimate advantage. Because every time that there's a, a fatal four-way, remember, you got to look at the guys that's in that match. You got Jeremy. You've got Tristan Taylor. And if it happens to be Nas in that match, aka Jeremiah Creed, you gotta understand this. Every single one of these guys he had he's faced before. And they wasn't ready for Vincent Cage. But not even just that. You also gotta know that there's another match that's happening. Who it's like, you got the tag team titles. Right. Now, from what I've, 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 I've found out is that they want, they retain their tag team titles. Hostel and Lee Jackson has failed to reclaim the tag team titles. So, and not even just that, there's a, a, um, a six on four, it's a six on four match. Young Bullets versus Lee Jackson versus RJ versus the tag team champions, which is X-Con, RJ Price, Lee Jackson. And there's supposed to be a fourth, another um, um, by the guy of Mark Maverick. Okay. Now, who do you got your money on and who do you think is going to be the victory? Because right now, you got to look at it. The Young Bullets have no championships. They have no titles. And every, and every time they go into a match like that, they end up losing. You gotta look at it. It's elimination, anything goes. So you gotta give it to the Young Bullets. They have the, the state advantage in this match to win. Because remember, it's anything goes. Somebody can either end up breaking their neck or somebody can end up with an injury and not be coming back. Okay. So, who do you got your money on? Do you got your money on the Young Bullets? Or do you got your money on the team of the Tag Team Champions? Um, the Tag Team Champions? Because if you look at it, you do know there's some animosity there. You do know Hostel and Lee Jackson, they fought the Tag Team Champions, and they failed. 
So right. you know it's gonna, that's going to come into play. Not to mention, you got Maverick, who has a target in his back, whoever is in that number one contender, who he faces. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what do you got to say? Mm. Well, what I got to say is that if you want my prediction against that match, I mean, the odds and the numbers game is always going to be a stack higher. But also, you got to look at it this way. It depends how well they get along with each other. Because as long as they have that animosity towards each other during the match, that they cannot work as a team. That's where the advantage. Because they all can communicate with, with each other. They know how to... Um, work or tag matches. They know how to take advantage when the his back is turned. You understand what I'm saying? Because if you really think about it, the Young Bullets have made a big thing for themselves. They're known to intervene in matches and just beating up people for absolutely no reason. Trying to make a statement and trying to get their names up. And also, as far as Jackson, and um, hostel goes, plus including the tag team champions RJ and X-Con. Possibilities are they might coexist with each other, but can they really, can they really put everything together in order to win this match? Because it is elimination, anything goes match. Anything can happen and anything can you know, self-destruct at any moment. So, um, so if you really want my pick, I would say the tag team champions and Lee Jackson and Hostel because they might have animosity, but they also know that they're on the same side they took and to have one purpose, and that's take down the young boys that's been causing havoc in WWX for a months. I mean, that is kind of true. I mean, you do see a lot of animosity in that. But, but the question is, can they coexist as a team? Can they really coexist as a tag team? Because with all the animosity and in, in, with all the, um, you know, you got to understand this. I mean, yeah, you may not like the Young Bullets. You may not, you may even hate them, but you also got to look at the facts that they will always have the advantage. Why? Because at the end of the day is, they don't care about injuring somebody. They damn sure don't care about, you know, really destroying their opponent. And you got to look at it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was actually Bella that basically said the owner who basically made this match an anything goes match. Mm -hmm. She was the one that made this an anything goes match. So, which means is that, is like, can you literally honestly say that you have the advantage? Because the way I see it is, is that you gotta look at it. There's a lot, there's a lot of veterans in this business. There's a lot of legends in this business. Mm -hmm. But you got to understand this. 
you see, this it's like if you look at the ranks, they are you got rookies, you got veterans, and you got pros. Mm-hmm. Now, Lewis, he's a he's not even just a veteran; he's a he's a pro. Same thing with Snide Vandell, as in you. You a pro. Right. You got Scott Murdoch. Same thing. Demented. You know? All these guys that have wrestled in the ring are pros before they... And these are guys that wrestled in the park before they wrestled in the ring. But right. been wrestling, but been wrestling for a long time. And have done everything in this business. Right. Now, I'm not saying that, that, oh, that there's not a lot of rookies. To be honest, yeah, Lee Jackson is, is a former world champion. He's a former tag team champion. This guy's been champion everywhere he's been. But in, in everybody's eyes, He's still going to look at, he, I wouldn't say he's a rookie, but he's, I would say he, he's not a veteran yet. Because you got to look at it. I mean, let's look at it this way. Lee Jackson, as of right now, is the most talked superstar in WWX right now. Because in the very beginning, he didn't have that much potential and then he didn't have that much skills to show until time progressed until he got better that's where everything started falling into place for lee jackson because as soon as he got better as soon as he got a lot of potential to extend to a whole nother level that's where his career started to skyrocket because if you really look at it he was the most underlooked wrestler in every company in fwf and um wwx he was the most underlooked rookie there is to be because nobody thought that he was able to do what he think what he thought wasn't possible but at the end lee jackson had proved everybody wrong and he has what it takes to get his name up there because if it weren't for the fact that people kept doubting him he would have never had that drive to extend to his full potential and get to where he's at right now and as of right now he is the face that runs the place and me as a veteran and me as a pro that I actually admit to saying it I can actually admit that he has potential not that he's gotten better he actually went one on one with me and he actually beat me with that he actually beat me um, the first time, but the difference is the world title wasn't on the line. That was up until the second time we faced each other, and that's where he honestly failed to beat me for the world title. But at the end of the match, I've shown him respect because of the simple fact this is that he was actually the first superstar to actually take me to my limits. Nobody else has ever took me to my limits besides Lee Jackson. That's actually, I mean, you're, look, I'm not, I'm not one to say a person is not as good as the weakest link. I'm not saying that. 
All right. He started around the same time as everyone else. Like around the same time. You know, when I first, when I first, when, when Vincent Cage first started, because he was known as Vincent Cassidy. When Vincent Cassidy first um, burst on the scene and first, nobody didn't know who, 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 who this guy was. When, when I first burst on the scene, nobody knew who I was. Nobody knew who I was. And I was known as Jay. Jay. That's all people knew me as. And at the time, like I said, you know, I wanted to make a name for myself. And I wanted to be, I wanted to prove that I had what it takes. When, when I, um, when they told me um, that yo, I was going to be in a match, it happened to be against Solo. But it never happened. Why it didn't happen? Because apparently other people had other plans. Apparently there was other plans in, in place, which I didn't know, which I didn't know about. But then I noticed that my, my career was skyrocketing down ever since then. And then I saw this gifted guy by the name of, actually, I don't even think his name was Lee Jackson at, the, at that time. I think his name was just Lee um, in FWF. Yes. You know, they just called him Lee. They didn't say Jackson, they didn't say nothing. His name was just, um, I can't remember what the fuck they called him, but they called him some other name, but it wasn't, it wasn't any of that. He came out to a Roman Reigns theme song. Now, I'm like, okay. And his first debut was against, it was against Jemiah Creed and Nathan Angel, which basically, if I'm not mistaken, Nathan Angel won and got attacked by Ethan Shaw in the match. Mm. And he basically made a statement that he was going to attack every rookie on the roster. Basically calling calling me out, basically. I made a promo stating the fact that, okay, you say you're going to attack every rookie on the roster. But you're saying this when I'm not around, though. But the thing about it is, is that I'm not doubting anything that nobody has ever done. Me and Lee Jackson started around the same time that FWR started. The reason why Lee Jackson got his first start in is because one, I got injured. I was already supposed to skyrocket, but it never happened because I got injured at a later time. So I was on the sidelines for what, the past six months. Then I heard about another superstar was going to debut by the name of the by the name of Jemiah Creed. When I saw this gifted athlete, I was like, holy shit, this guy's gonna be the best in the business. Mm-hmm. And I said the same thing about Lee Jackson when I first saw him. I said, yo, good match. You know, I almost I almost lost faith in him. But I kept my head up and I said, you know what? You're gonna be this guy's gonna be something one day. And look at him now. Now, think about it is, do you think if, if you could go back in time, do you think at the stage that Lee Jackson was, do you think that at any given point, do you think he would have been the best in the business back then till now? 
Well, back then, I never really knew Lee Jackson because I wasn't around during those events with FWF. During those kinds of events, I was still wrestling in professional business. I was still traveling around the world. Um, I was still wrestling with um, BWF, and then I started traveling all the way to Baltimore, Maryland to wrestle for UW. And I made a name for myself up there. So if I was to meet Lee Jackson during those times and during those events, I would give him some pointers and I would actually help him out with a couple of things. But in my honest opinion, he honestly had became the most outbreak superstar in WWX today, including in FWF. Hmm. Alright, so if you could... Okay, so look at all the rookies that's in, in, in WX right now. You got myself, you got Tristan Taylor, you got Jeremiah Creed. Out of all those, out of, out of and you got Nathan Angel. Mm-hmm. Out of all those four guys, who do you think, in your honest opinion, and you know, it's no no secret. I'm not gonna get upset. Whatever the case is, who do you honestly think got the? In your honest opinion, do you see your do you see is gonna be the best, the next big thing in WX, BWX, DCW, whatever company these guys go to? Who you think is gonna have the highest potential? Well, as of right now. My eye right now it was set is set on Tristan Taylor because he did start a fact a fraction with um, Darkland, um, also one of the members of the Dark Side. Oh, and another thing too that I found out. Well, I didn't find out. I found out recently that Tristan Taylor is the son. Of exile, a former ESW wrestler. Mm. So, if anything, I have my eyes set on Tristan Taylor to be the next top guy. If not on um, Tristan Taylor, then join my crew. Wow. I mean, that's kind of. I mean, that's. I mean, to be honest, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more. But let me ask you a question. Out of Vincent Cage and Nathan Angel, who do you see has more potential? Do you see any one of these guys being the next the next big thing? Like, who do you think, do you, like, I know you said about Tristan Taylor, and to be honest, I've, I've, I've studied his career, you know, this is the first time that I've actually heard that he was the son of Exarch, right? I didn't know anything about this until I found out. Um, but out of all the rookies, because in all honesty, there's a lot of guys that's, that has great potential, but that need a lot of work. Do yeah. you see, do you, out of all the rookies, Meaning, out of all the rookies, who do you see that can stand toe to toe with um 
that can stand toe to toe with you. Mm. Well, in my first defense against Nate Angels, he actually stood toe to toe against me, and it was a four, and it was for the world championship, and he actually defeated me for the world title. So, but he pretty much gave me a good fight. I'm not gonna hold my tongue against that. He actually put me up. He actually gave me a good fight. The only thing he just needs to work on is just to communicate more and just to listen a little bit more. And because sometimes if he forgets his cues, when he forgets his cues, then um, then the spot that we try to go for is botched. Mm. Is there any guys that you can that if there's any rookie that you will want to face, there's any rookie that you will want to face, who can you see yourself that you will literally want to work with, but that you will really want to work with, but also want to have your next match against? And that will give you a good fight. Well, to be honest with you, I will actually uh, see myself going one-on-one against Jeremiah Creed. Why is that? Jeremiah Creed is actually one of the few guys that would try to bring me up to my limits. And because he he can listen and just because he knows what exactly what he's doing. In the very beginning, when I first saw him, I did not like him at first. I'm gonna be honest with you, I did not like him at first. Why? Because he had a chip on his shoulder. A very huge chip on his shoulder. And he actually fixed that chip and turned it into solid pure gold. Wow. Now I know that you haven't really mentioned anything about Vincent Cage. Uh, well, Vincent Cage was actually one of the few guys that I actually did had a little animosity with in the very beginning. I did, to be honest with you, because I didn't actually think that he would be the most talkative guy and wouldn't back it up. But he proved me otherwise when he went one-on-one against me in BBW which was one of the most memorable moments in BBW history was when Snipe Vandell grabbed the Grand Slam Championship off from Vincent Cage's shoulder, spit on the title, stomped on it in front of his face and then kicked it to the curb. To me, honestly, that was a huge heel move. That actually boosted up as a heel move. That was a big push for him to be heel and that was a big push for you. Vincent Cage to be face. So, in my honest opinion, Vincent Cage has came a long way to becoming one of the very few best in the business. And I will honestly say that I'm actually happy that I fought Vincent Cage. Why? Because he actually showed me a couple of things. He actually showed me what it's like to have decency and self-respect. Something I never accumulated in during my past times. So, 
if there's one thing I can thank him for, I can thank him for showing me how to have self-respect. Now, if there's any match that you now, which match now between? Um, I know we really didn't talk about Chris Angel a lot. We didn't really say anything too much about that. But do you, I know that you kind of blame the young bullets for them kicking you out? What can we literally see from Sai Vandell? Could we see a heel move? Can we see something that we've never thought we would see? Is he going to get revenge against the Young Bullets for them kicking him out? And could we see a match between Snide Vandell and Vincent Cage Part 2 in the near future? Well, in the near future, if Vincent Cage wants to go one-on-one with Snide Vandell again, I say, huh, challenge accepted, bring it anytime, anywhere. Because if there is one thing I've always stood for as Stein Vandell, I always stood for respect, honor, and dignity. So, unfortunately, I can't see a part two between Stein Vandell and Vincent Cage. Now, if you could face any member of the Young Bullets, who would you see yourself facing? And who would you want to face? Well, if it's one of the members of the Young Bullets, I would myself going one-on-one against Demented. Why is that? Demented is, is well known to be one of the most dangerous and vicious wrestlers there is to offer in the business and I've known him throughout many federations I've known him from VCW to HCW WX and then so on mm. now if now I, I know we we cutting up a little short time right now but there's only one question I want to know if there's if if there was a match between Tristan Taylor versus Jeremiah Creed versus Vincent Cage versus Nathan Angel for the world title, who could you see yourself winning that world title? And Ooh. why? That it, to be honest with you, that is actually a tough one. That's a actually that's actually a tough one because I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't know who will come out as world champ because in my eyes, a lot of you guys got a lot of potential, and Nate is your current world champion. So if it ever came down to a match between Tristan Taylor, Jeremiah Creepy, Nathan Angels, and Vincent Cage for the world title. Honestly, I can say I would see Vincent Cage come out on top because if there's one thing he can do, he can take advantage on rather they're dealing with this person outside of the ring or this person is dealing with this person and then there's one person knocked out and then Cage goes in, go for the cover, one, two, three, clean, sleek, steel. 
You know why I say that? You know why? You know why I say that? It's because look at look at look at the guys that I just said. You gotta understand this. These guys have known each other for a long time, over three, four years knowing each other. They've wrestled with each other. They've been in the ring with each other, and they've been through a lot of places. But you also gotta look at it. Vincent Cage is not here for friends. He's also not here to show who's better. Who, he's here for one reason and one reason only. And if it means crossing his friends to get to the world title or stabbing his friends in the back to get to that spot, then that's exactly what he will do. Because that is the type of... He is like the, the epitome of Seth Rollins. It's like he's the first guy who would stab his brothers in the back by any means necessary just so he could get a shot at the world title. Just to sell himself to get with the authority and make himself in that spot. If you really look at it, that's exactly what he did. He basically joined the Young Bullets. He sold his friends out. Because remember, they wasn't part of the bloodline. Remember, they was part of the bloodline. Right. He sold them out after he after he basically threw Leo in the mix. Basically, had Leo get get beat up with him. He basically went alone. Then when WF, then when we when they moved, he joined the Young Bullets when BBW started. After he basically threw Jemiah Creed into the mix, he threw um, Chris Diaz into the mix, and then he threw Tristan Taylor and Nathan Angel. So all these guys that he threw in the mix, he stabbed them in the back and got himself booked for the world title. Right. So my question is, can you literally trust Vincent Cage? Can you trust? Not to mention, it's like another thing that I also want to talk about. Can the Young Bullets even trust Vincent Cage? Knowing that he's been on the call with, with Chuckles. Because now that there's a new, a new dark circus coming into town. And they recruited, now they recruited Vincent Cage. Can the Young Bullets trust Vincent Cage? What is going to happen? Is this the chance that he's going to stab? Because remember, there's supposed to be a match. Chris Angel versus Chuckles the Clown. Well, What's going to happen? Is, is Vincent Cage going to stab the Young Bullets in the back and join the, join the clown? Or is he going to, I don't know. What do you? What is your take on it, and what do you think is gonna happen? Well, my take on this is that um, if he is part of the Dark Circus, Chuckles the Clown, then I honestly will have to say, congratulations, Vince. You made yourself look like an ass clown. But um, enough about. <laughs> Well, that's my honest answer. And oh, before we even cut this broadcast short, I will also like to make an announcement. 
it's funny that you mentioned about DCW where the company has not been announced yet. But since you spoiled it, now I gotta get the, get the cat out of the bag. I am the and the new host of DCW. I will be running the Fed by August. So by August, everything should be ready. And I've already got a GM in mind. So later more, this will be announced in a near As a matter of fact, it'll be announced in August. Who is my GM? Well, what can we expect? I mean, I did hear that there is a general manager. I did hear that there that there is somebody in mind. The question is, what can what what is this general manager's I mean, because we've had a lot of general managers. We've had a lot of guys. I mean, if you really look at it, if you look at every single company, you've had, um, we've had um, a lot of different general managers. You've had Nathan Angel. We've had MVP. We've had um, Triple H. We've had a whole bunch of different general managers. But the question is, what makes this general manager different from all the other ones? Is he going to be a huge general manager? Is he going to be a biased general manager? Is he going to be an investor? What is his motive? And what is going what is going to happen? Because, I mean, we don't know. He could still be a general manager and probably end up being a wrestler. You don't know what can happen. The only difference is, what can we expect in DCW? What can we expect, Mr. Snye Vandell? Huh. Well, the mysteries to that will be solved in the near future because in August, that is when DCW is open for business. The new general manager will be announced in August. And I'm going to see how everything plays out because I have big futures for DCW. I have big and high hopes that one day DCW will turn into a ground down federation and become a ground up federation because basically that is my main goal with DCW I am going to build the company from the ground up so that way everybody gets an opportunity gets a chance to shine because not a lot of people in WWX had those kind of opportunities to shine well I mean before we um, cut this a little bit short, um, before we end this, the thing about it is, can we, can we expect a new title? Because I do know that there's a new title coming in. The thing about it is, who will get a shot at that title? And who can we see basically make headlines who can we see that's going to basically be the best in the business well that's why um spoiler alert there will be a tournament held in dcw and there is a new title in dcw and the new title in dcw will be held in the tournament against a variety of superstars that is in the roster and might have a chance to advance to the finals. 
And this new pay-per-view that I had came up with, because the finals for the DCW World Championship will be held in a pay-per-view. And the name of the pay-per-view is Ceased. Oh, that's a good, that's a good pay-per-view. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard it here first. That was your WX Hall of Famer, Snide Vandell. Thank you for having um, Lendis Grace with your presence. And we will catch you on the next show. And that, my friend, is the Cage Podcast. The Cage that never closes. So tune in right. next time. All right. All right. Good night, everybody. Good night.